Okay, you guys, welcome to episode 39 of The Smush Room, the podcast that deep dives on the well-known and more importantly, not so well-known hookups of your favorite reality TV stars. I'm your host, Troy McGeady, and I have easily one of my favorite people in the entire world, somebody that I believe I may in some weird way be related to through witchcraft. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I definitely think so. Like without a doubt. First of all, yeah. Maria, I guess you should go ahead and introduce yourself before I gloat about how much I am obsessed with you. Um, so I'm Maria Towner, formerly known as Maria Marcano on the podcast. <laughs> Things have happened since the last episode I was on. I got divorced, but you know we're on the up and up here, which is perfect for this episode. But yeah, thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to be back. I'm so excited. First of all, I was just telling her that um, <clears throat> when I pulled up her name in my Skype, uh, we haven't recorded together in six months. And to be honest with you, not to like, I mean, all of the episodes I think have been pretty great. But like, I have to say, the episode that I recorded with you was like a really high point for me. Like, it was like super fun. It was so fun. And it was such like a good it was just that you can't beat that couple. No, we were that. It was a whodunit. <laughs> you can't beat Heath Ledger and Mary Kate Olsen. Like, it's just like the king and queen of our generation, you know? To be honest, I really feel like you and I could have possibly done, like, if we really wanted to, we could have done, like, a serial podcast. Like, that was a literal whodunit. And then it ended with questions and yeah. left everybody guessing because we'll never know the answers. It was so fun. We might need to, like, try to figure out how to do part two. I would be 100% completely okay with that. Maybe there's somebody interesting that we could talk about with Ashley and, like, loop it. Yeah. Or, yeah, anything like that. I would – any Olsen thing that you want to do, I'm in. Let's just, <laughs> like, have an Olsen twin podcast. I'm, like, 100% down where we just every single day dissect another day in their life. Like, okay, so today Ashley walked around with four packs of cigarettes – her shoes seem too big, and she wore seven furs, and we'll talk about it for four straight hours. Well, I think when we both moved to New York together, we could just stalk them and, like, record as we follow them and tell everyone what they did that day. I'm 100% down to become... I mean, I think that's our new life. I think that we should become page six, like, stalkers. <laughs> of <laughs> we would be so good at it. There's, like, two Aries that... Like, I mean, we're just, we're a match made in heaven. We are. And I could easily hoist you up on a tree. I already know that I could. Yeah, we could do this. We could definitely do, we could get like one of those long trench coats (laughs) and I'll just be on top of you. And that's what we do. (laughs) We'll be be 15 feet tall and look like a slender man. It'll be fine. Nobody will know anything was happening. We will just fade into the background. It can be like a camo trench coat and we'll just like hide in the trees of Central Park. Yes, maybe a little Fenty, a little Fenty camo. Yeah, I love that. It'll be gorgeous. (laughs) Um, So today we're going to be talking about um, Avril Lavigne and Brody Jenner. And I'm like very, very excited. And you were just telling me that you and Avril have some parallels happening in life right now. And I think that you should repeat them because they are perfect for this episode. Okay, so Avril and I, first of all, I want to just say... I dated a skater boy in high school, so skater was my anthem. Um, so that, and then um, we both have Lyme disease, and we're Huge. both divorced. She's been divorced multiple times. I have not quite been divorced multiple times yet. 
but we're hoping for at least three or four, you know. We're working on it. We're working on it. Working on number two right now. So hopefully. And um, I feel like this is just like a classic rebound romance tale for the ages, you know? 100% agree. What were these two doing together? Like, in what situation did they even meet each other? (laughs) And, like, to be honest, like, I really do genuinely feel like Brody is, like, the ideal rebound. Like, he's so, he's so beautiful. Hands down. I mean, Brody Jenner is one of those men that's so beautiful, but, like, in a manly, rugged way still. Like, not, like... You know what I mean? He doesn't look like he's had any, like, weird work done. He was just blessed with, like, perfect genes. And, like, there's no, like, race or sex or anything of person that could look at him and be, like, and not think that he's the most gorgeous man. Like, he's so fucking hot. I, oh, he, I mean, I would pay him to ruin my life. Like, he is, I know, okay, so, like, in the last episode, uh, Heath Ledger was the love of my life. And I still stand by that, too. Yeah. But also, like, Brody Jenner, like, at me because we could make, we would have beautiful babies, you oh know? Oh, my God. Raven-haired little angels. I can't even imagine. Yeah, if he just wants to, like, bang me once, I'll just, I mean, I could just, like, he could impregnate me and I will run away with the baby. I'll raise it myself. He doesn't have to do anything. Like, I will have your child, Brody Jenner. And, like, speaking of, I mean, honestly, I think that Brody is probably so beyond incredible in bed like he just strikes me as the kind of i remember i used to read a lot of stuff about like his sexual exploits when he got engaged to jade and like how adventurous they were and how they do like super super crazy shit in the bedroom to like keep it fun and they have threesomes all the time and like i just imagine brody is for one thing like a generous lover and also, oh, totally. I just feel like he's so good in bed. And he probably has a big, giant penis. Like, he's just... He's, he's a like a Leo. Blog. He is a fucking Leo. And so, like, we're compatible with Leos. Leos are great in bed. Like, yeah. I'm... Like, the girl that I'm, like, in this rebound situation with at the moment is a Leo. And let me tell you, Leos <laughs> do not disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about dating Leos now. Like, I used to get Sagittarius's, but they're insane. Yeah. And... They will kill you. Um, Leos, however, are very fun, and they like like to snuggle. Like, what's well, not to love? Yeah, I, we're compatible with Leos because Leos like they like to perform, and we love people who are like funny and adventurous and outgoing. And like Leos love to make us laugh, so it's yeah. like this never ending. Like, you know, if you're in Aries, like a a pretty intense Aries, and you're hanging out with like an intense Leo, it's as if like you. We're, like, born to be friends, basically, you know? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. But then, okay, here's the thing, though, is I always get in these intense friendships with Leo's, and then we get mad at each other. Oh, yeah. And it's just, like, we butt heads a lot, but, mm-hmm. like, I would die for Leo. Like, they just, like, are so fun. I agree. I can't agree more. There's a lot of, like, dominance issues because, you know, oh, yeah. we, all, we, all, we both like to be in charge. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, so there's For a lot sure. of like trying to like not be a lot of like trying to be like the like I read this thing once about um my friend bought this like d- 
dream book and it was like the day of your birthday, not like the month. So it's like very, very specific. I think I've talked about it on this podcast before, but it's specific to the point that it like actually in some parts makes me very uncomfortable. Like I read Rob's birthday in the dream book and it literally Uh said that his uh, his vices were (laughs) – it literally said that he needed to stay away from cakes, butter, and sweets. Because he has an addictive personality and that food could become an issue. And this was like <laughs> a couple, maybe two or three years prior to Rob like having like a weight problem. And I was yeah. like, well, that doesn't even pertain. And then a year later, he's hoarding fucking Duncan Hines under his bed. I want this book so bad. I need to know. I mean, I probably already know. It's like, girl, stay away from like e-cigs and Adderall because <laughs> you are, have an addictive person. And Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> No, what I was going to say, it told me that me and my best friend, our compatibility was that we fight for, like, the throne of our relationship. Oh, yeah. And she's a really intense Leo, and that's been our dynamic since we were 13. Like, we're always fighting for, like, the crown, like, the one to be in charge. We're always fighting for the one that's, like, you know, everything. Like, we're constantly fighting for dominance, and I was like, this is so true. But it's so fun to fight for dominance. I know! It's like a fun little like mental game like it's it's a fun little mental game to play and like what would life be if you were like best friends or like dating someone who was just like a pushover and like wanted like obsessed with you and like didn't want to fight you over a thing you know what i mean i will bully a pushover like without even trying and without knowing that i'm doing it i will subconsciously bully a pushover because i feel like (laughs) it's like this primal thing that i have in me to try and make them a strong or something yes i do the same thing yeah i will definitely like i had a roommate once who was a pushover and i was just constantly bullying (laughs) like i understand it and i was like maria stop this you're mean yeah but like (laughs) it was just i don't know i live for drama i live for drama it's primal you're trying that's why i'm divorced I live for bad relationships. I live for broken men. I said that in the last podcast. And drama. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> first of all, that's your, you just discovered your house. I was tagline. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> that is like the greatest tagline. That's like even better than it. That's amazing. I mean, it's the truth. I can't just rest. it's so boring (laughs) well speaking of broken men and divorces and rebounds i guess we should talk about brody and avril now let's do it i'm ready all right so in a nutshell brody and avril they dated from february of 2010 to january 18th of 2012 and they were first ever spotted together leaving koi um in february and they were photographed a lot that week they became one of those couples that like claimed to not like being photographed but then like loved it and would go out in like matching outfits and like brody would match his like tie to avril's hair or like they would wear the same outfit but like the boy and girl version or like you know and they would just do things oh my gosh which i love so annoying i i mean i love it too but it is annoying i can't imagine having like a boyfriend like actually no i disagree with what i just said i actually made my high school boyfriend dress in matching outfits as me sometimes <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah they were always matching 
like they, they had a very like grunge thing going on together, which isn't like Brody's like normal jam. Like right. Brody was definitely going through some kind of like I would venture to say he was addicted to something during this time period. Oh, I could totally see that. I mean, there like was something going on. There was something about this relationship that kind of changed my perspective of Brody. Like, I always saw him as, I don't know, maybe not so much like the dominant one in the relationship, but I just always saw him as like very competent. And oh, yeah. I don't know, there's something about seeing him like walking around. Also, by the way, Brody's always been very like SoCal. Like, if anything, at this time, I've yeah. seen him more with like an Ashley Simpson than an Avril. It just like their styles were so different. Uh huh. Um, but, like, I don't know, there was just something about seeing him walk around L.A., like, dressed in fucking Abby Dawn from Hot Topic. And, like, oh knowing yeah. that she just, like, from head to toe made him wear all that stuff. And, like, I don't know, it just was like, oh, he's like, like an anarchy T-shirt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I Okay, like, did you watch that Abby Dawn fashion show YouTube video? With, uh, with Kylie? Yeah. Of course. Oh, my God. Like, Brody Jenner front row. In a fucking anarchy t-shirt. I know. I can't. I like, can't. What? Like, I, it really kind of shook me. I was like, oh, he maybe he's a little bit of a bitch. Like, he, I mean, I feel like it's very cute. Like, he's being very supportive and everything. And, like, his little sister's in the fashion show. But, like, I don't know. I, know. I couldn't get over it. I was like, bro, it's like, come on, dude. Like, you, like, well, on an average day, what's, like, Brody Jenner wearing? Like, a V-neck? Like, yeah. a fucking anarchy he's, t-shirt? He's such a poser. I know. He just looked like such an idiot. Especially when he, like, he shaved, like, a faux hawk in his hair. And, like, I don't know. He just looked... But also, I guess Avril does strike me as somebody who would take total dominance in her relationship as well. So, I yeah. guess... I don't know. Like, they seemed like this weird pairing, but I, like, liked it. Like, I liked seeing them together and it was fun because it was so weird to see them like out even just seeing them be photographed felt weird oh totally like them just like schlepping around LA is like so funny to me like I don't know like they're like so they just get a lot of like matching tattoos oh yeah (laughs) I have like documented their matching tattoos and I think (laughs) There's three different occasions of very, like, this is a very interesting, like, dive in with both feet type relationship. And yeah. I, I live for that because it's always bad. It's always, like, a terrible idea to just, like, get a matching tattoo a month in. Yeah. Like, and I read that, you know, Avril, one of the reasons that they didn't work out was because Avril was like, so I know I just got divorced, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think it could be fun to get married again immediately. And he was like, uh, no. And like, she like was yeah. ready to like have his babies and stuff, which I get. I mean, I could picture being completely fucking spellbound by Brody and being like, I gotta lock this shit down now. It, it's a very, like, if you watch Vanderpump Rules this season, it's like Sheena and Rob too. Uh-huh. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like how Sheena is like so bought in. She's like, well, we can't get married yet because my divorce isn't finalized. So we should totally get married. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, like, a week after I separated from my husband, I was like, I'm going to marry someone tomorrow. I was, like, ready to pounce on my next husband. (laughs) Now, I'm not at that point anymore. It's a very desperate look. But, like, it would have been kind of fun to do that. 
Yeah. <laughs> like very selfish. I'm, I'm all about a self-destructive journey. So like I support it. Well, especially with a guy that's like hot as fuck and like funny and cool and has a crazy family. Like if Brody Jenner came into my life, I'd be like, this is one that you kind of can't like get away. Like, and I bet he's had a ton of relationships like that. And then he swerves because he is one that yeah. you would try. He's the guy that you would try and get to commit to you. He is the definition of that guy. I mean, but once you like, once Brody Jenner like lays the pipe, I'm sure you like I gotta have this forever. Every like day. I can't let this go. Like who can, like who is gonna bang you that is that hot? Oh my god! Like you, it's I can't go backwards from that. You know? No, no there's like, no going back. There's not a lot of room to go up, and so I feel like you would be like. Man, look, I need to get pregnant now. (laughs) (laughs) Another really interesting thing about their relationship, too, that I wrote down was like, you know, they weren't together for very long. And nobody even really talks about this or like remembers it as like a thing that happened. But like you said, they did manage to like do some pretty iconic things. They did get those tattoos. Um, They had like a little bit of a, a media feud with Lindsay Lohan and... You know, which, by the way, what is a, like, healthy relationship without some sort of, like, Lindsay Lohan involvement of her just, like, making her presence known in your fucking life? Um, I love that both Lindsay and Wilma are both connected yeah. to, because, like, they can't, we can't have an episode without one of the names being mentioned. No. And they're both in this, and you kind of, like, don't really, like, think about, like, Avril Lavigne dating Wilmer Valderrama, but like, why wouldn't she? Yeah, exactly. Why would she? Why would she not be like another like notch on his bedpost if he's had sex with every girl in her vicinity? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like the thing is, I read that like so like on St. Patrick's Day, like a month after they had started dating, supposedly like Avril had spent um, Valentine's Day with Wilmer. But then, like, not, like a little over a month later, um, her and Brody were seen at a nightclub with Wilmer, like drinking <sighs> and like having fun, like besties. I wonder, like, could you imagine if like group text was a thing back then? No, could you what like, group text would look like. Oh God, maybe like they could have like it could have been like a devil's threesome type thing. I mean, honestly, I would not. I would not be surprised. I feel like Avril let's is also just, very sexually adventurous too. Yeah, I feel like let's just like we'll put that rumor out there. Okay. That like that's what that was. <laughs> we'll On water it in like two thousand ten. Avril Lavigne, uh, Brody Jenner, and Wilder Valderrama had a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do if in like two weeks, like you saw? like a blind item on like <laughs> like page six a source says lean in i would lean into that i'd be like yeah i said it it was me Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> um so i guess we should talk about avril a little bit and then we can venture off into brody but i have a lot of okay. thoughts on avril and like i'm really interested to get yours um okay so just to get to to lay the groundwork um, Avril grew up in uh, Napanee, Ontario, and I mean, if you're a fan of Avril's like early music, like you would know that because she mentions it in a lot of songs. I didn't even mm-hmm. know what the hell Napanee was until 
Avril taught me. Um, so thank God for Shania and Avril for teaching me all about like Canadian, you know, small towns in Canada as a youth. I don't know how, yeah. else, you know, <laughs> um, and she just, you know, she had her, a pretty standard, like, I always knew I wanted to be a star, like behind the music childhood, like her family grew up sort of religious she grew up singing in a church. Um, you know, she was a quote misunderstood child, and she used to get kicked out of school all the time. And then she started like sort of using music as an outlet, like your typical like coming of age pop star story. Like, yeah. you know, started singing at country music fairs and stuff. And she was a little girl, and her I guess you could say like her big break came when she uh won a radio contest to sing on stage with Shania Twain and they said oh she did yes I watched the video on YouTube it's fucking hilarious she has what she, Maria literally she has like that quintessential I'm about to become a teenager haircut where she hadn't like discovered a straightener yet and it was very fluffy but it was uh-huh. cut bluntly like at her chin Oh my god. And it was just this big mound of like frizzy thick hair that was like bouncing to and from stopped oh at her chin. God. She's like 37 pounds and she sang <clears throat> Shania's song What Made You Say That from her first album and uh she Is said it good? Um it's horrifying. I mean, I'm sure she's embarrassed by it. It's really embarrassing. She's like it's like pre-discovering her voice, like pre-being able to even have like the ability to sing you know when your like vocal cords are just like too young yeah so she's up there just like fucking with pitch issues and like i will say one of the things about avril lavigne no matter what you think about her music she actually has a really good voice and she like i've never really seen like a live performance of avril where i thought like oh my god make her stop like she always sounds pretty good yeah she does you know she's got a good voice yeah so but it was uh <laughs> you should watch it it's really it's really funny. And she says on stage oh, that she's going to, like, be a star one day. And Shania asked her, like, what her dreams were. And she said, like, you know, my dream is to sell out, like, an auditorium like this and, like, really, you know, become, like, a star. And she said, she like, did it, she did it. And Shania said, well, good for you, honey, and kicked her off stage. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> good for you, honey. <laughs> See you never. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that story. I had no idea. Yeah. If you guys are watching this, I would really suggest just going on YouTube. Just go on YouTube and type in Shania Twain, Avril Lavigne. It'll come right up. It's the first video. She's wearing, like, a pair of Lee dungarees, some fucking LEI jeans, and, like, a glittered, like, uh, Henley t-shirt. She just looks so early 2000s tween. It's fucking awesome. I mean, I'm not... I mean, like, something about that doesn't surprise me at all. (laughs) Um, No, she was, like... Officially, I guess you could say discovered by this guy named Cliff Fabry. I think is how you say his last name. Um, he went on to become her first manager, and he discovered her when she was singing. She used to sing country music, and he was she was singing this like country love song at a bookstore. Um, and he recorded it. That's how long ago this was. He recorded it and made VHS copies, and oh, then God. sent the VHSs to seven record labels and music executives and one of them ended up on the desk of la reed <clears throat> and for avril i mean the rest is history she got signed to uh well he like went and visited her and asked her to like sing for him in a recording studio and he was blown away and they immediately signed her 
She got a $1.25 million fucking record deal with, I know, at like 14. Damn. I know. That's how much he like impressed her. They said like, we'll promise you two albums. Like you just need to like, you know, write a bunch of songs. And she was writing her own music. So she wrote every song on her first album. And um, they hired all these like young Canadian punk musicians that were up and coming to be a part of her band. And like, I mean, from then on, it was just like she was a fucking star. I mean, it's really crazy that they were like, you're a star. Here's a giant record deal. Write a bunch of songs. Go for it. Like they put all that into all that trust into her when she was like a a a queen. I can't imagine. Literally, like so much pressure. Could you just like bad? No, like because like I watched like an interview from her like Abby Dan fashion show. Going back to Abby Dawn, mm-hmm. and like she's not like loving <laughs> who's to say I'm the one throwing these accusations <laughs> out, but she's not like very like well spoken, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, of course. Like, she has the like, she has the the like vocabulary of my 16 year old niece, yeah. <laughs> Like, that's what she reminded me of. Like, she doesn't make eye contact with, like, the interviewer, and she just kind of, like, plays with her hair, and it just reminded me so much of, like, Christmas with my 16-year-old niece. I was like, huh, interesting. She also, I relate to her because she also has the same speech impediment that I used to have when I was a little boy, um, where she can't say ours. I believe Liz Bentley also had the same one. We've talked about this before. Yeah, I've heard you guys talk about this. (laughs) Yeah, or I couldn't say R's or W's. Um... (laughs) And she still has it. And, like, it's just hilarious to me that she, like you said, she's not well-spoken. She, like, acts, she always acts like a teenage girl, no matter how old she is. Oh, yeah. And, like, she doesn't have a very broad vocabulary. Um, She says like all the time. I'm literally describing myself. Uh, I know. I I hate to be the one to, like, throw this out there because I know I am a dumbass. And I say like all the time and I sound like a stoner. So, like... Who am I to say? But. I'm like, she's an idiot. She says like all the time, like one of those millennials. Yeah. And then we're over here like, how do we Skype? <laughs> you guys, as a side note, I updated my Skype or whatever. And like, it just sent me on a fucking tailspin this morning. Like, I couldn't figure out how to call anyone. And I, I told her that I felt like Pitbull had like fucking taken over at Skype headquarters. And there's all this crazy like techno music now involved <laughs> when you do things it's very it's very confusing i'm praying for everybody who's like trying to to power through a skype call right now is, uh, with us <laughs> we oh i mean but you and i are just like we're like so smart we should be teaching tech classes at like harvard basically. <laughs> so and we couldn't even figure it out i'm so. like what's your scott nine i like could not figure <laughs> it out i like turned into i'm Britain's like mom. can my skype name my email <laughs> I was like, Marie, is this ye? Like, messaging other people. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, So, like, in the early 2000s and then the late 90s, like, Avril, like, you know, she had adopted this, like, her, like, skater punk style by that time. She had gone from this, like, striving to be country music singer who was like wearing boots and spurs and shit and then she became like you know 
a skater. And that we all know and love. And they were like, you know, that's another thing that I found really interesting. They just trusted her to like kind of style herself. Like Ella Reed was just like, we like the way you dress and we trust that like whatever you do will speak to young people. So they just kind of let her like style herself, like everything she was wearing at that time, all of those like that, like iconic look that she created in the early 2000s for like young girls. You guys, I hate to cut you off, but at this point, I think you know the drill. You've got to be a Patreon member to hear the remainder of this episode. So go to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. At that point, you will uh, be asked to donate. And then when you donate at this level, you'll get this podcast. You'll get the remainder of all the episodes every single week. You'll get Liz Bentley's Feathers in My Hair, which is the Teen Mom podcast. Um, You'll get me and Molly's uh, Brittany and Kevin Chaotic special. You'll get all the stuff that Molly does exclusively through Patreon. It's well worth it. And also, if you're not a member of our Facebook group, go to mollyandthepsychos.com. It'll take you straight to it. And uh, all we do all day and all night is talk about reality TV. It's super fun. So, like I said, patreon.com slash ebpsychos and mollyandthepsychos.com. was just like her doing her thing and like LA Reed just like let her do it. Like they put all of this trust into this little girl and wild. is which is fucking insane and it all somehow worked out, which makes no sense to me. I don't understand. No. And I wanna tell you a very embarrassing story. Please. Are you ready? I'm so ready. So like it, like a freshman in high school, like that I told you Skeeter boyfriend was like my anthem. And I like had a tie and like an Avril Levine outfit. And I worked like a football game. Everyone was obsessed with me. Oh my god, you look so like I was the talk of the fucking football game in Pittsburgh, Kansas, with my fucking tie and my Avril Lavigne outfit. Everybody loved it. Did you wear a wife beater and like? Did you wear like Chuck Taylors? Uh, Duh, and like (laughs) a belt with studs because you know I like. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.